Lord. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful, we are thankful, we are joyful that once again you have brought us into your presence and we are ready, O oh God, to be seated at your feet like Mary to hear your word. And so speak to our hearts, Lord God Almighty. Open our eyes, open our ears, Lord God. Give us a receptive heart to receive your word and a willing oh mind to put these truths into practice that we will be blessed bless us lord at your word you say you have set us free by your word so let your word eliminate any distraction any confusion any lie of the enemy and set us on a path to your truth that sets us free in jesus name amen god bless you thank you so much for joining us i want to speak to you, oh, with you today <clears throat> about the secret to worry-free living. We're going to start this week. I want to take my time and walk through this message and bring the teaching of God's Word that would uh, free you up to live the kind of life that God has destined for all of us. And the secret to worry-free living. Now, I, I, I read the cover article in uh, Parade Magazine. Uh, and that article was stress busters and this is what it said this is what it said i'm sure you agree with this check this out it says stress is taking a terrible toll in the nation's health and economy i'm sure you agree with that right it says about two-thirds of all visits to physicians are stress related disorders a job stress they tell us cost uh, industries more than 150 billion dollars a year in absenteeism lost productivity accidents and medical insurance right one of the reasons why you would call out sick is because you're not feeling well and uh, a good chunk of that is because of stress and worry and the emotional hustles that you can't handle on your own hear this every week about 112 million people take medication for stress related symptoms now these are, <laughs> and it runs the garment. It runs the garment. Do you know this? That chronic stress is the major cause of kidney disease. Chronic stress is the major cause of muscle spasms, uh, i.e., cramps and pain like back pain. Uh, chronic stress is the major cause of cancer, of allergies, of here this sexual dysfunction when things are not working in the bedroom perhaps it's because you're stressed <laughs> uh, chronic stress uh, is one of the reasons of uh, drug abuse people will turn to alcohol so uh, drugs to try to relieve the stress that they're going through it's also the cause of weight gain also the cause of ulcers and diarrhea and heart attack and diabetes and hypertension and depression and, and ultimately ultimately premature death people die so, sooner than they would because of unmanaged stress and, and and stress can also cause financial problems you say why is that because when people have unmanaged stress what happens they go buy things that they cannot afford because they think the things of the outside will be able to help them feel better on the inside so people go buy expensive homes that they can afford they buy expensive cars that they have no business driving. <laughs> they buy clothes and jewelry and exp they go on expensive vacations. They feel, well, if I just get out of here and go somewhere really beautiful and nice, that will really make me feel good. Where you're going to go a few days later, you still feel the same because the things of the outside cannot relieve what's going on on the inside. So we see that stress can really cause a lot of problems. 
We live in a stressful world. Look around you. Just turn on the news. Look through your social media. And it's one episode of heartache and problems and gut-wrenching situations that are happening in the world. Just recently, just look at what happened in Florida. It's heartbreaking, isn't that? And it's not over. It's not over. So the question is, how do we deal with that? How do we deal with a world that is over stress that is causing all kinds of problems well let me submit to you this that the cure to stress and worry is what a close relationship with god one more time the cure to stress and worry is a close relationship with god the secret to overcoming stress in your life financial stress emotional stress relational stress you know, vocational stress, any kind of stress that you're going in cause on external situations, the, the secret to overcoming them is experiencing the peace of mind that comes from a close relationship with God. And God tells us that this is one of my names that you ought to know. This is one of my names that you ought to appreciate. Jehovah Shalom. Say that with me. Jehovah Shalom. One more time. Jehovah Shalom. And it means God my peace. And we know God by his names. Every name of God is his character. is his attribute. It's also a blessing that he shares. He says, I'm the God of peace. Jehovah Shalom. Now, the word shalom is a Jewish word. It's a Jewish term. And when a Jewish person says shalom, what they are really saying is this, that in your life, may you have order and wellness. Shalom, it means that may you always have a sense of security. Shalom means may you have a sense of foundation. May you have a sense, a strong pillar underneath your feet so that when everything around is shaking you are standing on solid ground now understand this understand this my brother my sister that peace is not problem free living let me repeat that peace is not problem free living because you're going to have problems in your life Peace is not the absence of conflict because you're going to have conflict in your life because, listen, no two people are the same. And so when we live in a life where there are no identical beings, guess what? Something is going to come around you that will cause conflict in your life. And so peace is what, if, if everything, if, 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 I, if I don't have any problems, I'll have peace. It will never happen. If I have no conflict in my life, then I'll have peace. Well, it will never happen. Peace is not also having everything go your way because everything will not go your way in life. Peace is also not having any deadlines or pressure. You will have deadlines and pressures in your life. My life is filled with deadlines, constant appointments, and responsibilities. You want to get ahead in life, you're going to have deadlines, you're going to have responsibilities, you're going to have these things in life. So what is peace then? What is peace then? Here's the definition of peace. Read that with me. Definition of peace up on the screen in your sermon outline. is what? Peace is what? A sense of well-being that comes from ordering my life according to God's will. A sense of well-being. That even though things around my life are imperfect because my life is in accordance with God's word, it is well. My life is accordance with God's will and purpose. It is well with me. It's a sense. It is something on the inside that overwhelms everything chaotic things that are going on on the outside. 
Look at how Jesus speaks about it. In John 14, 27, here's Jesus speaking. Read that with me. He says what? He says, I leave behind you peace. I give you my own peace. And my gift is nothing like the peace of the world. Do not be distressed or daunted. Do not be distressed. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be daunted. Don't get anxious in life. And he makes two imperatives. He makes two distinctions. He says, number one, peace is a gift. He says, it's my own peace. I leave that with you. It is my gift. And so getting stuff on the outside to fix your raging storm on the inside isn't going to help. What shall it profit a person to gain the whole world? You could be driving the fastest car in the world and still be miserable and anxious. You could be sleeping in a multi-million dollar home and still you could be in the middle of a party. People are dancing, having a great time, serenading you and saying all kinds of great things about you and could be feeling miserable on the inside. It has nothing to do on the outside. It says, God says it's a gift. It's a gift. You can't get it on your own. You can manufacture it. It comes from Almighty God. The second distinction that he makes is this. He says, God's peace of mind is different from the world. It, my gift is nothing like the peace of this world. And so what is it then? What is this peace? What is this secret of world free living that is God's peace that he says I give you as a gift. Let me walk through this. Let me walk through it. Let me make a distinction between the world's peace and God's peace. Number one is that, you see, the world's peace is based on resources. Say that with resources. See, the world says, if I have everything, I have a nice car, nice home, nice clothes, you know, a lot of food to eat, everything looks great, I have the, all, the, all the great gadgets, the modern gadgets, there's, there's what, iPhone 14 now, go get it and it will not give you peace. Drive the latest car there is, wear the latest clothes there is. I mean, just go ahead and knock yourself out with anything that money can buy that pleases your eye and you will not not have peace coming from that. The world's peace is based on resources and it's elusive. It's a lie. It will fail you. But God's peace is based on what? Relationships. Your connection with God, the God of peace will flow into your life. His peace. He says, my Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, one of those is what? Peace. That no matter what's going on around you, it is well with you. See, the world's peace is based on explanation. He says, if we, if we can explain everything else, then we're going to be okay. Well, you may sometimes receive explanation of stuff, and that explanation isn't going to help you. How is that going to help you if somebody told you why you're sick? Why you can't pay your bills? Why your loved one died? If they told you specifically and gave you a, a, a physical reason from A to Z, why bad things have happened your way? Tell the people in Florida who have lost all their homes and lost their loved ones from a storm why that happened. And that explanation isn't going to do them any good. And many things in life, there are no explanation to that, right? And so when the world says, well, peace is based on explanation, well, guess what? It's, it, it doesn't cut it either. But God's peace is based on what promises. I will take a promise every day. God's promises. A promise that things will get better. A promise that God knows what's going on. A promise that God can fix your situation. Or will give you a quiet, calm heart. Better than explanations. My peace I give unto you. I don't give you as the world does. Look at this. The world's peace is based on what? Personal abilities. If we can do stuff, we have the ability, we have the skill, we have the know-how, we have talent. How many of you know that skill runs out? You cannot do everything in life. 
God never gave you the ability to be able to do every single thing that you need in life. And so what happens when something comes your way that you don't know how to be able to figure it out? You're going to be worried. But God says that my peace is not based on your personal ability. My peace is based on what? Spiritual strength. When you are weak, then you are strong because God's grace is, 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 is available to you. He says he strengthens the power of the weak. What you cannot do, God can do in and through you. God can cause others to do on your behalf for your good and all his glory. And so therefore you can have peace. Glory to Almighty God. You see, the world's peace, my peace I give unto you. I don't give you as the world does, right? The world's peace is the, based on the absence of trouble. Well, we've already addressed that. You can never get rid of all your troubles. Somebody pr- say, I'll pray for you so you never have any trouble. Like, guess what? They, they, they like you, but they don't know what they are talking about. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus said. God's Peace has nothing to do with the absence of trouble. God's peace is what? The presence of power. When you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. I will be with you. When you walk through the fire of oppression, when you walk through the storms of life, it is the presence of power. God holding your hand when the storm is blowing, when you can pay your bills, when there's sickness in your body, when there's rejection and denial of others, you know you are not alone. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is with you. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace with you. El Shaddai, the God of all strength is with you. Elohim, the one true God is with you. It is the presence of power you ask little kids who are crying 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 when a parent comes and hawks them holds them what happens they stop crying what's happening you you're not scared anymore no why because you are holding me because you are holding me god's peace is based on the presence of power it's not based on the absence of trouble my peace i give unto you i don't give you as the world does you know what the world's peace is based on sight and feelings. You say, if we can see it, if we can feel it, then we're going to be okay. As for me, seeing is believing. You can see with all your eyes, all your own eyes, and still miss it. <laughs> oh, amen. But God says, my power, my strength, that produces peace in your life is based on faith. We sing a song here. Waymaker, even though I don't see it, he's working, even though I don't feel it, it's working. Right now, what is God doing? God is working on your behalf. He's opening doors, knocking down walls. He's destroying your enemies. He's speaking to hearts and minds. He's putting good people in your path. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. That is why you can sleep well at night, not knowing what tomorrow brings. Because you know God has already gone ahead of your tomorrow. And he has cleared the way for you. Glory to Almighty God. So you can have peace in life. Because what you see and what you feel will always get you disturbed. Say, I want to know this. I want to know this. I want to know this. Knock yourself out. You're not going to know everything. And even sometimes the, the stuff that you know, you can't handle it. You cannot handle the truth. <laughs> That's why God doesn't give us explanations many times because it's going to blow us off. We're going to we'll run away. We will stay in bed and never come out. His peace is based on faith. Glory to God. My peace I give you, I don't give you as the world does. See, the world's peace comes from what? From this world and it's based on circumstances. 
human peace is saying if everything is okay then i'm at peace which means when it rains you should be worried when your car breaks down you should be worried when you are hungry or thirsty you should that human peace tells you that when everything is okay in your life then you should be happy you should be happy but everything is not always going to be okay in your life right if you can't sleep well at night, you'll be, you'll be shaking. Oh my gosh, I can't sleep alone. I can't sleep. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I can't even sleep. But God's peace comes from God and it's internal. My peace I give to you. It's a gift of God and it's got nothing to do on the outside. It's everything I give to you. I give to you. So you can weather the storm. So you can hold your head high even though things around you are shaking. The Bible says real peace is an internal thing. Don't look for it on the outside. You're going to spend a bunch of money. You take decisions and actions that will not affect your peace in life. Uh, and you're going to realize that peace comes from God. And so today what I want us to do is look at how we can be at peace even when we are under pressure. Because we know pressure times are here to stay. They're not going to get better. They will get progressively wor- wor- worse. But God wants to arm us so that in spite of what's going on on the outside, we have his peace. His peace. To have order and well-being, to have a sense of security and a sense of foundation that no matter what, it is well with us. Now there are five keys to peace of mind. Five keys to peace of mind. It's a very simple message. Five things. We'll only have time to talk about, deal with two. <laughs> And then next week, I want to take my time and come back and give you the remaining three. But let me just blue sky them and give you a high level overview. The Bible says there are five things that will bring peace of mind. No matter what's going on in your life, in the world, no matter what happens today or tomorrow, these five things are this. Number one, accept God's pardon. Number two, recognize and embrace God's presence. Number three, obey God's principles. Number four, trust God's plan. And number five, ask, always ask for God's provision. Five peace. Pardon presence, principles, plan, and provision. And all these things God's saying, hey, I, you know, I didn't create you to, to mind your own business, to just bumble your way through life. I created you so that you will get connected with me to give you the things that you need, the resources you need to be able to be fulfilled, be satisfied, and be peaceful. So I have for you my pardon, my presence, my principles, my plan, and my provision. Let's look at this. To live a worry-free life in spite of anything that will ever happen to you in life. I mean, one of these days you're going to get bad news that somebody's dead, somebody's sick, bad things have happened to somebody. It will happen in life. But here's what you need. Number one, to have God's peace at all times, regardless of what happens in life, I must what? Accept God's pardon that this is the this is the beginning accept god's pardon amen we've got to accept god's pardon now look at what the bible tells us romans 5 1 amazing portion of scripture romans 5 1 look at this read that with me it says since we have been made right in god's side by faith we have what peace with god because of what jesus christ our lord has done for us you see peace with god this is the beginning of peace. It's my peace I give to you. So we get peace with God as a result of being made right in God's sight because of what Christ has done. And Christ came to, to live, to die, to share his blood just as we had communion today so that we will be made right with God. And closeness with God equals peace. 
you and I were made to live in harmony with God. And whenever you are out of harmony with God, it causes stress. How many of you really have a close relationship with somebody and when they're not around you, you're not the same? Remember that? Remember when you first fell in love with someone? <laughs> Maybe some of you have long, long forgotten that. Some of you perhaps want them to go, to go so you can have peace. <laughs> But, but, but just remember that, that the further your loved one is away from you, the more stressful, uneasy, and anxious you are. Just like kids, right? You see the withdrawal symptoms when kids are ready to go to you know, kindergarten. What happens? Oh, my wife and I <laughs> saw an episode where the kid was crying. The mother was crying. Literally, just literally. The teachers had to say, please go. Go. You're crying. You're causing your child to literally. Please Go, we'll send you pictures of what's happening to your kid, but you're not helping this kid. Literally, like crying, like somebody's, oh, my baby's in kindergarten. I can't take this. I cannot take this anymore. So closeness with God brings peace. Separation from God brings what? Peacelessness. And God created us to live in harmony with him. And one of the things that cause separation from God is what? Son. <laughs> is son. And this is the greatest source of stress in our life. When things are out of order in our life, when we make a mess, when we violate God's law, when we are doing things by our own self, when, when, when we don't sense the presence of God, when we are not in fellowship, in communion with God, you will automatically feel stress in your life because you were created to live in harmony with God. St. Augustine put it this way. He says, you, God, has made us for yourself and our hearts are never at peace until we make our home with you. It's one of the reasons why, you know, if your home is a place that you really love, when you leave work and you're coming home, you say, oh man, I'm home now. You feel good. Because we're created to be at home with God. And the Bible says that because of sin, we get separated from God, we get disconnected from God, and we always, always need God's pardon. And as God's children, we should accept God's pardon. The number one source of stress, psychologists tells us, is guilt. Is guilt. Is anyone perfect? No. Not, we are all not perfect. We are all not perfect. God says there's none perfect. No, not one. We all make mistakes. We don't live up to our own standards, much less God's standards. And because we all make mistakes, we all feel guilty. And that guilt causes stress in our lives. And God says that we've got to accept, we've got to accept God's pardon. We have been made right in God's sight by faith. Now that word made right in God's sight is what? Justified. Made right in God's sight. We are justified. Now one way to understand the word justified, the Bible word justified, it means what? Just as if you've never sinned. That when you come to God, his blood, his forgiven grace will what, forgive you just as if you've never done it. God is a God of forgiveness. And when we confess our sins, he forgives immediately. He forgives unconditionally. He forgives completely. And he says, receive my pardon. Always, never, never let a day go by without you asking for God's forgiveness. Because guilt will cause stress in your life. 
present sin, past sins, the sins of others, it will cause stress in your life. Even if there was no such thing as heaven, my brother, my sister, and there is, I will become a Christian just to be able to have a clear conscience that comes from God's forgiven grace. Because guilt causes stress. Even Christians who know they have been forgiven always don't feel forgiven. Why? Because they fail to accept God's pardon. So we need to accept God's pardon and that is our ticket to worry free living no matter what's going on on the outside. Oh, here's what Dr. Wesley Witherhead said. He said, the forgiveness of God is the most powerful therapeutic idea in the world. If a person can really believe that God has forgiven him or her, he or she can be saved from, hear this, neurotism. Neurotism. You say, what is neurotism? Neurotism is the tendency to be in a negative emotional state. The tendency to be always nervous. The tendency to feel like something bad is going to happen. The next shoe is going to happen. Somebody's going to lie on me. Somebody's going to cheat on me. I'm going to fail in life. Something bad will happen. I hope me sharing God's word right now is not causing you to think that Pastor Mike is going to make a mistake in a moment. Oh, I'm waiting for the mistake to come. It's neurotism. People with neurotism often tend to have depressed moods. They suffer from feelings of guilt. They have trust issues. They don't trust themselves. Don't trust the weather. Don't trust any person. Anything they are saying, they are looking for something and trying to read in between the lines of what you didn't say that was bad. Neurotism evokes envy, anger, worry more frequently. And, and says, it says, if somebody can accept the fact that I have been forgiven completely, I have been forgiven, forgiven unconditionally, it will cure you of the tendency of neurotism, which is worth free living. It doesn't matter what happens. It's a good day because God is in control of my life. Glory to God. That will cause you to live that worth free life. Look at what the Bible tells us about the God we serve. Worry free living means accept God's pardon. You have been forgiven. We sang a song today at the cross. My shame and sin has been gone. Bye bye. Because of the blood of Christ. And if you accept that, you ought to live forgiven. Look at the book of Micah. Micah, uh, Micah 7:18. Who, who is a God like you? Who pardons sin and forgives? You delight to show mercy. You see the word delight? God is not waiting to whack you. God is not waiting to judge you. God is not waiting to pin you down and told you, I told you so. Never. He delights. He is eager to clean your slate. He is willing to clear your conscience. Glory to Almighty God. There is no peace of mind without clear conscience. And God is saying, I'm going to give you my pardon. And you accepted as my child. Because of my blood, you receive it. The word pardon means to release from punishment. God says, I have released you from the consequences of your wrongdoing. I have released you, released you. Amen. 
You did it. Yes, you did it. You failed. You said it. You didn't do it. What you should have done. But God is saying it is gone. It is gone. You will not suffer the consequences. The slate is clean. And I've given you a brand new life and a fresh start. That's what it means to be forgiven. I read about a man who had committed a crime 30 years ago and kept it a secret. And he was really carrying, carrying this secret of the crime he did. And finally, he confessed it and made restitution recently. And here's what he said. He said, I was living in a personal hell for 30 years. Guilt. Amen. We'll do that to you. Or we could stop that really quickly by accepting God's pardon. Because God says, I want to offer you a blanket coverage. The blanket coverage of total forgiveness. What you have done, what you will do, what you are doing, that you don't even know that you did, it is gone. And when your memory brings back to you, when somebody wants to put you down on that, you tell yourself that God has forgiven me, so I've been set free. Glory to Almighty God. And they will promote your peace of mind. Yes, it will. When you accept God's pardon. It's like somebody who goes to court. You know you've done something wrong. It doesn't matter what the offense is. And then the jury comes back and you are nervous. You think, boy, I'm going to go in the slammer. And they come in and say, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. How are you going to feel? <laughs> On a minor case, let's say you, you, you have a, a speeding ticket and you look around you and the cop is in there. It says, Officer so-and-so in the room right now. Right? And, and he says, no, Your Honor, Officer so-and-so is not there. <laughs> Officer so-and-so didn't make it today. He called in sick. <laughs> the judge will look at you and says, look at the ticket and rip it up and says, go, be careful. Now, when you're walking, when you're walking out of that door, go and ask, how, how do you feel? You, do you still feel like you are, you're carrying that debt? It's gone. If you have a bill and you pay that bill, the bill is paid, are you still thinking about the bill? It's paid, right? You're not worrying about it anymore. And that's what it feels. It says a peace of mind comes when you embrace God's pardon. The, the guilt is gone. It is gone. Oh, accept God's pardon, my brother, my sister, and receive the joy, the happiness, the privilege, the power of a clear conscience that will give you peace of mind. And I encourage you to settle this issue. God wants to forgive you. You receive his forgiveness. You don't have to beg for God's forgiveness. You should receive it. Ask for it and receive it. He says, when you come and ask for forgiveness, I will forgive you, God promises, and I will what? I will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I will remove everything away from you. As far as the east is from the west. I will, though your sins are red as cranberry. I will make you white as snow. He says your sins. I will never, never, never remember them. I will throw them in the middle of the sea. And never, never remember them. And so don't go digging them up. Don't go bottom fishing for all the wrong that has happened to you. If you receive God's forgiveness. It's like starting all over. And having a clear conscience. Because a clear conscience produces what? Peace of mind. Let me give you a second one. To live a worry-free life also, here's what you've got to do. Oh, we must what? Recognize and what? Embrace God's presence. Somebody say God's presence. Recognize and embrace God's presence. 
we've got to realize that God is always with us. Where's God right now? He's right here with you. He's in you. He's with you. He's for you. He's all around you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You've got to, you've got to realize that. You've got to recognize that God is with you. And when you recognize that God is with you, you have peace of mind. No matter what's going on, you know that the battle is not yours. You know that it's not up to you to solve the problem. God, well, God is your problem solver. God is your burden lifter. God is your sickness healer. God is the provider. We sang a song, Jaira, you are enough for me. And when you recognize God's presence and you embrace it, you embrace God's, God's presence, you will have peace of mind. Because when, the, when God moves in, worry goes out. When God moves into your heart and your mind, well, worry goes back to that door. But when you keep God out, worry stays in your heart and your life. Stress comes when we, when we feel like we are facing everything by ourselves. But you're not supposed to face everything in life by yourself. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, he says, I'm here. I am here to lift your burdens. I am here to give you a sense of order and well-being, to give you a sense of security and a sense of foundation under your feet. And so come and receive and embrace my presence. Look at what God tells us through the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 26, verse 3. Isaiah 26, 3. Read with me. He says what? You, God, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Amazing portion of scripture. God here gives us two qualifications for perfect peace. Not just ordinary peace. Not just temporary peace. Not just some kind of joy or happiness or fix you can have. Perfect peace. And it says you get it. In two ways. One is you've got to trust in God. And you've got to keep your thoughts fixed on God. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. And all whose thoughts are fixed on you. It is you God, you God, you God. Make him the center of your life. Knowing that he's right there by your side. And so what? Recognize and embrace him. And look, he says it is to all. It doesn't matter what's happening. He said, Pastor Mike, you don't know what I'm going through. This is the big one. This is the big one. Yes, he says all. All problems, all needs, all people, all situation. He says, if you will trust in God and keep your thoughts focused on God, you will have what? Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Now, here's the opposite. Here's the opposite. You say, well, you know, I mean, I can just fake it till I make it. I can just come up with all things to do by myself. <laughs> if you are not trusting in God and keeping your thoughts fixed on him, what are you doing? There's no middle ground. You'll be doing things your way. You'll be leaning on your own imagination. You'll be following the world's culture. And where does that lead you? Peacelessness. Restlessness. Well, don't take my word for it. Right? You probably perhaps have experienced that in your life. Or you see people who are going through just a world of trouble and things are not getting better. And they're trying to do it by themselves. And what they're doing? They are digging themselves into a hole deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's like, hey, trust in God. And keep your thoughts on God. Other than that, things are not going to go right. Look at what the Bible tells us in Romans 8.6. It says, here's the alternative. It says, knock yourself out if you want to do it without God. You're not going to have peace. 
Look at, look at Romans 8, 6. It says what? The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. You see the word peace again? It says, it says <laughs> as a child of God, your soul is tethered to God, is connected to God. God's spirit lives in your soul. And your soul is where God's spirit lives, and your soul is totally aligned with God. But you see, you can always override. You can always override the spirit of God living in your soul with your thinking. You control your way, your life. Your thoughts control your feelings. Your feelings control your actions. And so if you just want to do it your way, this is what I feel, this is what I think, this is what somebody else is doing, this is what everybody else does, this is what I did it before, and so this is what I'm going to do. Guess what? You are shutting down and quenching the spirit of God. And when that happens, God's prayer will have no spiritual influence upon your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. That's why God says that a mind governed by the, by the flesh is dead. Death means that there is separation from the spirit's, spirit's influence. You are now separated from everything that the spirit wants to do, wants to say to you, wants to encourage you, and wants to get you to be able to lean on God. Because your mind is governed by your flesh. Your mind is governed by human thinking, common sense, the world's culture, the way others are doing it. And says, it's not going to work. But the only way where you have peace is you cause your mind to be governed by the spirit of God. You recognize God's presence. You embrace his presence. You let him feed your heart. You let his word encourage you. You cause him to encourage you to wait on him and to leave things in God's hands. Then you will have what? Life and peace. Glory to almighty God. And what God is teaching us is that peace is a mindset. Peace is determined by what you focus on. God will keep you in perfect peace if you trust in him and you cause your thoughts, your thoughts to be fixed on him. Here's a portion of scripture that I love. Read with me Psalm 46 verse 1 to 10. He says what? God is what? Our refuge and strength. Our ever-present help in trouble. Therefore God says be still. And know that I'm God. He says if you made God your ever-present help. That you know that he's your strength. He says where is God? God is right here. God is right here with me. <laughs> he's ever-present help. He's not, he's, not, he's not an absent God. He's what? Ever-present help. He doesn't run away when problems come in. Or there are folks who will run away when things are bad. Oh, this, oh I, I can't even see them because my heart is aching. I can't talk to them because I don't know what to say. There are people like that who love you. But they, it's like this is too deep. Let me wait for a few days before I show up there. Because they are heartbroken. Not God, oh. When problem comes in, he walks right in. He's what? An ever-present God in trouble. He says when, when you... Experiencing peacelessness, restlessness, chaos, confusion, tension, pressure, sickness, death. Where is God? Ever present? Where, where, where is God? He's right there. He's right here. Right there. Right there. Right there. He is our ever present help. He's our refuge and our strength. And so God says to you, says, be still and know that I am God. Know that I am God. 
Here's what I want you to learn today. Here's what I want you to learn today. And make this your first response. Make this your first response at every crisis. Financial crisis, health crisis, marriage crisis. I mean, job crisis, family crisis. You name whatever it is. Whatever, make this. The minute it comes to mind, the minute you read it, the minute you hear this. Yes, your emotions will kick in. You're going to get afraid and worried and anxious and so forth. Now, what? let the Spirit of God take over. And you begin to tell yourself this. Lord, I realize that you are with me and I embrace your presence. Lord, I realize that I'm not alone. You are right here with me and I welcome your presence. Guess what? Peace will begin to seep into your heart and you will begin to vacuum out every worry, every anxiety, every fear, every restlessness. It will begin to negate that. It will begin to nullify that. Glory to God. God will rise up. And when God rises up, when God rises up, guess what? Your problems go long. It's an amazing portion of scripture I love. He says, when the enemy comes to you like a flood, God will raise up a high standard. And God will, glory to God, God will give you strength you never had. God will give you peace. God will give you courage you never had. God will give you a sense of wellness that otherwise you didn't think you could handle, but all of a sudden, guess what? You are at peace. Lord, I realize that you are here with me and now I embrace your presence. I realize that you have never forsaken me. He said it. He said, I will be with you. God is our refuge and strength, ever present help in trouble. And so when I'm in trouble, where is God? You say, even I can't pray. Oh, God is not looking for you, for you to pray when you are in trouble. He shows up. He shows up. He is right there. He saw it before it happened. He has come with double dose, double dose resources. Glory to God to map out the fear, map out the worry, map out the anxiety. He is there. That is the kind of God you are, you, you serve. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Therefore, he says, be still and know that he is God. Let me give you the background of this verse. Let me give you the background of this verse. It's interesting. This is a a time in the nation of Israel where 180,000 enemy troops had surrounded Jerusalem. And they were about to destroy them. Naturally, they were getting uptight. They were getting anxious. They were getting fearful. God said, relax, I'm in control. Relax, I'm in control. God is our refuge and strength. Ever present help in trouble. God says, be still and know that I'm God. Five minutes, hear this. Five minutes, the Bible tells us, five minutes before the enemies attack the city, God cause a plague to come down and destroy the enemy and the city of Jerusalem and God's people were saved. God says it's never late. You think it's late. You think they've wiped you out. You think what they said against you is really going to bring shame and close every door that God has opened to you. You think that's the end of the matter. That is not the end of the matter. That is not the end of your life. That sickness, that death, that 
financial problem, that issue, that hardship. It is not the end. It is not the end. Why? Because God is our refuge and strength, ever-present help in trouble. So God says, no matter what, you better be still. The battle is not for you. You can fight them. I will fight them. I will handle it. I will resolve it. I will fix it. Know that I'm God. Know that Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom is right by your side. Jehovah Shalom will never let you down. Jehovah Shalom will come through for you. Jehovah Shalom. Glory to Almighty God. Glory to Almighty God. Glory to Almighty God. God is good all. God is good all. All the time. God is God. Glory to Almighty God. Wherever you are, rise. And you know that God is God. And he says, my peace I give you, I don't give you as the world does. It's not about your external circumstances. It's not about your physical abilities. It's not about what you know or don't know. Not about any explanation that someone gives you or doesn't give you. But it's all God, my peace I give you, it's a gift. It's not like what the world will give you, so let not your heart be troubled. Never be afraid. But two things that he tests us to do. To eliminate stress in our lives and live worry-free living. Every day receive God's pardon, God's forgiveness, his forgiving grace. And then secondly also, he says, what welcome, recognize, embrace God's presence. When you ask God, where is God? God is right there with you. David said, where would I go? And God is not there. If I go to the bottom of the sea, God is there. When I climb up to the hill, God is there. When I even want to run away from God, God won't let me go. He's right there with me all the time. And even on your deathbed, where is God? He says, I myself will come and take you so that where I am, you will be with me forever. Oh, why don't you, before we leave now, receive God's forgiveness, his cleansing, his renewal, his pardon. Tell God to make all things right in your life right now. He will. He's the God of forgiveness. He makes all things new. Say, Father, I thank you, God. Your peace comes from your pardon, your renewal. So renew my life. Refresh my life. Wash me every sin, every wrong, every guilt, every shame. Take it far away from me, oh God. Make me whole again. Hit the reset button. Give me a new, brand new life. Brand new life to start afresh, oh God. He's doing it right now. Receive it, receive it, receive it. And then ask him to draw you closer to him. Don't ask God to be with you. Ask God to draw you closer to him. Because where he is, there's power, there's liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Tell God, I want to be with you. Take my hand. Take me where you want to go. Use my life to accomplish what you want to do. It's all about you. Oh, be the center of my life. Pray with me, Jesus. I thank you that you are my peace, Jehovah Shalom. Today, I embrace you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior, as my friend, my master, my Lord, my king, my partner, my guide, my counselor. My foundation, my rock, my protector. Have your way in my life. Today, remind me 
that no matter what you are with me even till the end of time and so Lord right now deal with my problems my enemies my challenges they all belong to you set me free that I will experience worry free living thank you for your breakthrough your power your anointing your grace of fruitful living in Jesus name amen my friend if you've not received Christ as your Savior don't don't waste any time at all God's peace comes to those who receive his free gift it says my gift I give unto you will you accept God's gift of his life for your life his blood as the payment of your son oh you'll never be the same it says as many as believed and received him he Christ gave him the, the power to become children of God oh pray this very simple prayer with me not just the words but allow your faith to connect with it and you too will be a child of God living war free life pray with me Jesus thank you for dying for my sins today I receive you as my Lord and Savior come in my life oh and set me free save me make me one of your children help me Lord from here on to love you to trust you and to follow you and Lord my life belongs to you whatever you've planned for my life I am open to it make all the changes you want to make in my life so my life will bring glory to you on the day when I leave this world Jesus please I want to be with you in heaven so come and take me so I will be in heaven with you forever thank you for saving me in Jesus name Amen.